Tracker Talk, a fan podcast devoted to the adventures of 23rd century bounty hunter Mercy St. Clair from the pages of Trekker Comics by creator, writer, and artist Ron Randall. I'm Darren. And I'm Ruth. Normally we talk about the adventures of sci-fi bounty hunter Mercy St. Clair, but this time we're talking about a different powerful and independent heroine drawn by Ron Randall, and that is Supergirl. As I'm sure you all know, a new Supergirl TV series premiered this fall, and we want to talk a little bit about it as well as the comic series that Ron Randall worked on. At the time we're recording this, the first two episodes of the TV series have been broadcast. It's off to a delightful start with optimistic and uplifting stories filled with action, adventure, and true heroics. Melissa Benoist is charming and likable in a title role. We were very pleased that they cast Dean Kane and Helen Slater as Kara's earthly parents, though we barely see them in the pilot episode. In fact, Dean Kane doesn't have any lines, and I think Helen Slater only had one, but hopefully we'll get to see more of them in the future. Today we're going to talk about the story Supergirl Way of the World, which was originally printed in issues 28 through 33 of the Supergirl comic series that ran from 2005 to 2011. Ron Randall provided art assistance on issues 28 and 29, and did all of the pencils and inks in issues 30, 32, and 33. The individual issues are also available digitally on Comixology, and a trade paperback collecting all six issues is also available. And before we get too far into the episode, we want to mention that if you are a Supergirl fan, you need to check out the Supergirl Comic Box Commentary blog that's done by Ange, who's a Supergirl super fan and the very best source for everything related to Supergirl. We'll have a link to the blog in our show notes. But let's start with a brief introduction to Trekker Talk. This is a fan podcast, and the opinions expressed are just ours. We encourage you to check out trekkercomic.com. That's Ron Randall's official site and features a new page of Trekker material every Monday. For those of you unfamiliar with the comic, it's a fast-paced adventure series about bounty hunter Mercy St. Clair. She lives in the city of Nugelif on Earth in the 23rd century. The stories vary from star-spanning sci-fi adventures to dark noir mysteries set in the dangerous back streets of New Gallif. If you like strong female heroes like Supergirl, we encourage you to give Trekker a try. We're confident you'll like it. Also, at the Trekker comic website, you'll find interesting posts on Thursdays. That's when Ron Randall often shares inspirations and insights into how he creates comics. You'll also find links to all of the ways to follow Ron Randall on social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and of course his Patreon page, where if you want, you can choose to donate to support the new Trekker material. And later in the episode, we'll share some of the great comments and feedback we've received since last time. If you've heard the show before, it's likely that you've heard me say the show is more fun for everyone when we hear from you. I believe it, so please write in and let us know your thoughts. How do you like the stories? What do you think about the art? Tell us how you first discovered any of Ron Randall's creations. I'm really very interested. And do feel free to point out anything we've missed and share your personal opinion about the art, characters, and plot. So just listen at the end of the episode for ways to contact us, and we'll include your comments in a future episode. Later in this episode, we'll share some of the great comments and feedback we've received since last episode. Plus, we're currently running a series of contests with Trekker prints signed by Ron Randall as prizes. Later in this episode, we'll be announcing the winner of the first drawing and giving you details on how you can enter for a chance to win a print in the next contest. Supergirl, Issue 28, Way of the World, Part 1, written by Kelly Puckett. Pencils by Drew Johnson, inks by Ray Snyder, colors by Brad Anderson, letters by Travis Lanham, pencil and ink assistance by Ron Randall. Our story opens with Supergirl and Wonder Woman taking care of some bank robbers, when Kara suddenly announces she's going to cure a little boy's cancer and wants Wonder Woman's help. Diana gives Kara a quizzical look and then asks her to fly to Themyscira. When Kara returns after retrieving the purple ray, Wonder Woman punches her in the face, giving her a bloody nose. 
Diana then turns the purple ray onto Kara, healing her bleeding nose, and explains to her the purple ray has amazing powers to heal most any wound, but even it can't cure cancer. She lectures Kara, telling her she shouldn't have made that promise to the boy. Later, Supergirl tracks down Resurrection Man. He is immortal, and with each resurrection he is reborn with a random superpower that lasts until his next death. Supergirl has a plan to kill Resurrection Man over and over until he is reborn with the power to cure cancer. He tells her it's the stupidest plan he's heard in his 50,000 year life because his powers are so random, but she isn't taking no for an answer. He tells her to go ahead and kill him, but to make it quick and painless. Kara pulls her fist back, but then stops. She can't do it, and he knew she wouldn't be able to. Next, we're at Garrett Federal Prison. Supergirl smashes through the wall of the prison into Dr. Alphonse Lozano's cell. She needs the nanotech he has worked on in the past that can repair cellular damage. Kara looks up into the camera on the wall and says, Sorry for the damage. I'll repair it when I bring him back. Supergirl number 29, Way of the World, Part 2. Written by Kelly Puckett. Pencils by Drew Johnson. Inks by Ray Snyder. Colors by Canilla Tripp. Letters by Sal Cipriano. Pencil and ink assistance by Ron Randall. This issue opens with Supergirl in a hospital room, looking at a sleeping boy. She returns to Dr. Lozano's lab with a few strands of the boy's hair. He plans to use it to tailor the nanotech to the boy's genetic code. As the doctor turns to work, Resurrection Man tells Kara that she can't trust Lozano. And later, we find out he was right as Lozano uses the nanotech on himself. As his body begins to transform, he first kills Resurrection Man and then turns on Supergirl. Kara realizes the doctor has done nothing to help cure Thomas's cancer and unleashes her anger on him. Just then, the newly revived Resurrection Man appears, unleashing his new power onto the doctor. It's the power to heal, and Luzano suddenly finds his new powers are quickly fading, but he gets in one final brutal blow to Resurrection Man. Kara quickly flies off with the dying Resurrection Man in her arms in the hopes that he can heal the boy Thomas, but on her way, she is intercepted by Superman, who tells her that Thomas is dead. Supergirl Issue 30, Acceptance. Written by Will Pfeiffer. Colors by Shannon Blanchard. Letters by Jared K. Fletcher. Pencils and inks by Ron Randall. Supergirl is floating in space above the Earth for some peace and quiet, when suddenly she hears a voice saying, She's going to kill us all. Livewire is hovering above a street, threatening the crowd below, when a TV reporter incorrectly calls her tripwire, she electrocutes him. Livewire then sends a bolt of electricity toward the approaching Supergirl, and while she is down momentarily, Kara quickly defeats Livewire when she bores a hole into the ground, releasing a geyser of water onto the electric villain. Kara is having memories of her parents on Krypton and feeling down and goes to see Batman for a heart-to-heart -heart talk. He is as stoic as expected, so she is quickly off to Antarctica to collect the ship she traveled to Earth in. She is hoping she's overlooked memory crystals from her parents, similar to the ones that Clark's Kryptonian parents sent with him. Kara then decides she should talk to Clark's human father, so she's off to Kansas for a short conversation that leaves her feeling a little more upbeat. From there, she's off to Superman's own Fortress of Solitude in the hopes of hearing some wisdom from the words of Jor-El, and she gets more than she ever expects as she hears him talking of her and how much her parents loved her. She returns home where she has a portal access device hidden that transports her halfway across the universe to where home used to be. Supergirl number 31, The Way of the World, Part 3, written by Kelly Puckett. Pencils by Brad Walker, inks by John Siebel, Jesse Dalperdang, and Rodney Ramos. Colors by Edgar Delgado, and letters by Pat Brusso. 
After our side adventure, part three of the main story picks up in young Tommy's hospital room. Superman is there with the doctors, all of them trying desperately to save the boy. The parents are distraught. We flash forward to the point where the earlier issue ended with Clark telling Kara the news. Tommy's only been dead five minutes, so Kara rushes forward with Resurrection Man in hand. At the hospital, she tells Superman her plan to inject Resurrection Man's blood into Tommy's body. Superman doesn't like the plan, but he says it's up to Tommy's parents. The father just wants them to leave, but Kara flies Tommy's mother to a secluded area to give her a moment to think. When they return, the mother takes the vial of Resurrection Man's blood and injects it into Tommy. But sadly, it doesn't work. Supergirl number 32, Time Heals All Wounds. Written by Kelly Puckett. Colors by Wes Joba. Letters by Rob Clark Jr. Art by Ron Randall. Superman and Supergirl hover in the sky in the distance at young Tommy's funeral. Kara is adamant. It doesn't matter what she has to do or how long it takes. She's going to bring Tommy back. It is 50 years in the future. Kara stands on the deck of a spaceship orbiting a distant planet. Kara flies out into space with a battalion of troops behind her. The battle begins, but Kara's eyes are focused on a single man standing atop a building. As she flies toward him, he pushes a button on his suit. It is now three minutes earlier. Supergirl is back on the deck of the spaceship when there is an explosion and she and her shipmates are captured by the man we just saw atop the building. Her captor's name is Dolok, and he taunts her with his mastery of time travel. But Kara has a surprise plan for him. A green lantern approaches from behind, but Dolok again presses the button on his suit, vanishing back in time. But Kara is waiting for him in the past and takes the time travel device from his suit. She returns to Tommy's home. While she may not be able to heal Tommy's cancer, she plans to give his parents the device so they can go back in time to be with their son. But she's come back at the wrong time. She meets their adult daughter and learns both of Tommy's parents have died. Kara plans to go back in time before Tommy's parents die to give them the device. But then she starts to contemplate going back even further in time and all of the mistakes that she could correct. And then she realizes if she manipulates time too much, she would become as evil as the time traveler Dolok. So instead, she crushes the time travel device and flies away. Supergirl number 33, Aftermath. Written by James Peaty. Color by Wes Joba, letters by Travis Lanham, and art by Ron Randall. Supergirl is in the middle of a battle with Clayface and still thinking about the death of young Thomas. She is not in a good mood. She uses her freezing breath to immobilize Clayface and ends the battle quickly. Empress arrives and asks Kara for help with a villain called Aftermath, who has captured her parents slash kids. It's a long story. The two travel to where Empress says her parents slash kids are being held, but Kara quickly learns it's a trap. Eddie Rose, a.k.a. Aftermath, had threatened to kill the children unless Empress helped him. It turns out Eddie Rose was paralyzed during Superman's battle with Doomsday, and he thinks it's time to cut down so-called superheroes. He's now using a mind worm parasitic spell to control Supergirl and plans to send her out to do his will. But first he orders her to kill Empress. Supergirl begins her attack on Empress, but she's struggling to overcome Eddie Rose's control and asks Empress to cast a hex shield. The plan works, freeing Kara from Eddie's control, and Supergirl quickly takes care of him. As Supergirl and Empress talk later, Kara comments that she spent too much time trying to change things that she can't. She realizes it's time to get back to the business of saving people. This is definitely a bittersweet story that covers genres from sci-fi adventure to real-life melodrama, 
that makes for a great collection of stories and is definitely worth picking up the trade or getting the issues from Comixology, in our opinion. While the main storyline covers only three of the six issues, the other three issues are certainly intertwined with the story arc, and it's nice that all six issues are collected into a single trade. Not surprisingly, since we do a Trekker podcast, the issues drawn by Ron Randall are far and away our favorites. His style makes Supergirl and her adventures look fantastic. We often talk about the way Ron Randall is able to capture movement in his drawings, and that is really beneficial in a book like Supergirl, where he effortlessly captures all of her movements from flying to hovering to running to fighting. But you don't just have to take our word for it. Here's an excerpt from a review of issue 32 by Ray Tate that appeared on the site Comics Bulletin in 2008. Ron Randall fittingly illustrates and colors the finale of Puckett's Supergirl saga. I shall miss Randall's proportionate, strong, piping-hot Kara. Randall portrays Supergirl as a tall, attractive, blonde-haired young woman with killer abs and a heroic musculature sheathed in red and blue. He chisels a fiercely steely-eyed countenance for the maid of might. He directs intoxicating moments. In short, Randall imbues Supergirl with a resonance that could only reverberate from real-deal Girl of Steel. Art is everlasting. Ron Randall makes Kara live today. So long as that art lasts in some form, he makes her live forever. We couldn't have said it any better, and Ray Tate obviously has good taste in art. Next up is Trekker Transmissions, where we share the listener feedback we've received since the last episode. But before we start, we want to correct an oversight from the last episode, when we mentioned that we would include the link to the Valiant Effort podcast that Joe Crawford recommended to us. Sadly, we forgot to include it in the show notes, but we'll make up for that in the show notes in this episode. Professor Allen of the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network wrote in to say, Now that I have a copy of the Trekker Omnibus, I've caught up on the show again, because, of course, I had to go back and listen to the episodes a second time now that I can read along with the podcast. And now, that's how I'm going to listen to every new episode. Great interview with Ron Randall, by the way. Great questions, letting him tell some very interesting stories. Our friend Chris D.C. also wrote in about the Ron Randall interview in Episode 8, saying it was quite enjoyable, and he commented that the background sounds and noises of the crowd seemed to add a convention flair to the podcast, and it made me wish I was there. I was very happy to hear that. I was hoping the background noise would give the episode a little extra atmosphere. Our friendly neighborhood Spidey fan from Northern Ireland just attended the MCM Comic Con in Belfast and sent us an autographed photo from Carl Yoon of Arrow. Thank you so much, Paul. Over on the Fire and Water podcast hosted by Rob Kelly and the Irredeemable Shag, listener Chris Mounts wrote in to their show telling them he's been listening to and enjoying Trekker Talk. We're part of that Fire and Water podcast family, and it was nice to hear someone sharing their enthusiasm for our show with others. Thanks, Chris. And though the comment wasn't directed to us, I just want to mention that we saw a nice post by Ruth Reese on Twitter recently where she thanked Ron Randall for creating visions of strong women without making them sex kittenish. I agree completely with that comment, Ruth. John Baker shared that Mondays equals Trekker time, and that reading the new page of Trekker each week has become his Monday ritual. It's a great one. Ed Moore of Till Productions Podcast complimented us in a post saying that the latest episode of Trekker Talk is an excellent podcast hosted by a really cool couple of fans. Dr. G, man of nerdology, wrote in to say that Vincent Cher is a great hard-boiled issue of Trekker, and reading it in black and white enhanced that sense even more. It is a great example of the pulp noir aspect of a Trekker story. And yes, Dr. G, I noticed that you worked the word pulp into your message. (laughs) Timothy G. Kramer wrote that he just listened to episode 9 and it's cool stuff. And he thanked us for the kind words we shared about him in his provocative praise blog. 
We also want to sincerely thank Ryan Daly for including Trekker Talk among his recommended podcast on his Flowers and Fishnets podcast about Black Canary. And for all fans of Supergirl, we again want to recommend Ange's blog, Supergirl Comic Box Commentary. He started it back in 2007, and it's full of reviews, photos, and all things Supergirl. Check out our show notes for a link. Also, we want to mention that the very day we're recording this episode, Ange is at Rhode Island Comic Con, where he's just gotten an original drawing of Supergirl done by the great Mike Grell. Ange tweeted the picture to us, and we'll share it on our Facebook and Twitter feed so all of you Supergirl fans can check it out. We also want to thank Jeff Messer of the Geek Brain Podcast for saying some very kind things about us on his podcast and blog. We just recently connected with Jeff at the Asheville Comic Expo through our common love of Mike Grell's work. Mike Grell was a guest at the con, and Jeff Messer has an interview with him on his Geek Brain Podcast. Jeff just started listening to Trekker Talk after meeting us, and he wrote in to say, I was never overly familiar with Ron Randall and Trekker, but you have stirred my curiosity. Well, that's exactly what we hope to do with this show, so we're really happy to hear that, Jeff. Plus, if there are any other Robin Hood fans out there, then you'll want to check out his Facebook page, Robin Hood, The Legend of Sherwood. I've spent some enjoyable time on the site looking at the many wonderful photos he's collected, and I know I'll be visiting the page regularly. And finally, we were totally surprised recently by Brian Mulvey. Actually, stunned is a better description. Brian sent us a gorgeous drawing of the Ninth Doctor with a TARDIS in the background, done by none other than Ron Randall. We had not realized that Brian even knew that we were Doctor Who fans, but he's clever, and he had picked up on that through social media. We thoroughly enjoyed Christopher Eccleston's portrayal of the Doctor and wish he had done more than one season on the show, so a drawing of the Ninth Doctor by Ron Randall is really special to us. Thank you, Brian. Check out our Facebook and Twitter pages to see that wonderful drawing. And thank you to everyone who wrote in. We sincerely appreciate every message we receive. We want to extend our Trekker thanks to everyone who supported us on social media since last episode. These are people who favorited or retweeted our tweets from at Trekker Talk or liked our Facebook or Tumblr pages. Thanks to everyone who took the time to share news about Trekker Talk with others. Your support really helps draw attention to the show and best of all, help others discover Trekker. So before we start, let us say, if we miss a name, please let us know and we'll correct it in the next episode. And also, forgive us if we mispronounce your name. Just email us and let us know, and we'd be happy to correct that in the next episode as well. Alexander Lopez, Andreas Garcia, Ange, Anna Charlingham, Army of Skanks, Between the Pages, Brian Mulvey, Berto, Cameron McMillan, Capriculous Narrator, Carolyn Wallace, Chris Ivey, Chris Mounts, Coffee and Comics Blog, Craig101, Sithrall, Dan O'Connor, Diablo Frank, Dr. G. Nerdologist, Eddie Gonzalez, Eli, Elizabeth V. Baden, Ayer Fernandez, Film and Water Podcast, thanks Rob, Firestorm Fan, a.k.a. The Irredeemable Shag, Greg A., Gus Ceballos, who runs the great Mike Grail page on Facebook, Hello Neighbor Game, Hippogram, Inc. 361, Jeff Messer, Jenny Gorman, Jeremy Scary Something, Joe Crawford, Johanny Pina, John Baker, Keith G. Baker, King Size Comics Giant Size Fun, thanks Kyle Benning, and Cord Industries. Laurie S. Sutton, Linda Tranfield, Lori Hutton Pelkey, Lynn Chi, Martin Gray of Too Dangerous, Michael Scott, Mike Hall, Moe Big Red Jordan, Nathaniel Wayne, Neil Dees, Pablo Ventura, Peggy Thompson, Professor Allen and the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network, Pulp to Pixel, 
Rich Van Mull, Richie O'Hara Beermund, Rolled Spine Podcast, Ron Randall himself, Roy Rahotep James, Russell Burbage, Ruth Reese, Ryan Daly, Shaolin Fingerjabs, Sherda Warris, Stephanie Trahan, Stephen Erdman, Terry and Ed Moore, The Hammer Strikes, thanks Gene Hendricks, The Kubert School, Tim Wallace, Timothy G. Kramer, Tom Rogers, Tony Kosalski, Warren Montgomery, and Wiradate Nambun Rong. And I'm sure I mispronounced that, so please let me know the correct way. It's time for the Trekker Toast Award, where we recognize someone who has gone above and beyond in supporting Trekker Talk. Shortly after discovering this podcast, this person got in touch with us to let us know that Trekker Talk convinced him to purchase Trekker Comics. Since then, he regularly promotes the podcast through Twitter and Facebook, and even wrote an iTunes review. And many of you will remember seeing the digital artwork of Mercy St. Clair that he shared with us as well. So we lift our glasses and give a thankful Trekker toast to Dr. G, man of nerdology. Thanks, Dr. G. You've done a great job in supporting Trekker Talk, and it is so much appreciated. You'll be able to find Dr. G over at Pulp to Pixel, where he has multiple podcasts, including Welcome to Astro City and The Secret Sagas of the Multiverse. He and his co-hosts discuss a variety of nerdology topics. Check it out when you want to explore geek culture at its best in comics, games, TV, and more. And we'll be back after we play promos for some podcasts that you may enjoy. Welcome to Astro City, a Pulp to Pixel podcast. An issue-by-issue ratings and review of the creator-owned comic book series Astro City by the writer-artist team of Kurt Fusick, Brent Anderson, and Alex Ross. You can find episodes of Welcome to Astro City and other Pulp to Pixel podcasts at pulptopixel.blogspot.com pulptopixel.tumblr.com through the iTunes store under the Pulp to Pixel Podcasts and through Facebook at the Pulp to Pixel Podcast webpage. Man, you come right out of a comic book. The Pulp to Pixel Podcasts exploring the media multiverse of geek culture. He meddled in things and should leave the My name is Bob Fisher, and I host a podcast called Superman Forever Radio. In every episode, I'll take an aspect of this character's long history and talk about it, from 1938 to the present day. From the comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, Superman has been part of my life for over 50 years. And if you'd like to know why, join me for each and every episode of Superman Forever Radio. So point your favorite podcatcher to Superman Forever Radio. That's Superman Forever Radio. SupermanForever.com It's contest time. As we mentioned last episode, we picked up four color prints signed by Ron Randall when we saw him at Baltimore Comic-Con, and we're giving them away in a series of contests. The first contest encouraged listeners to create an original post promoting our show, whether it was on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, or any other social media outlet. We collected names from all those who participated, and we're going to have a drawing to determine the winner who will get to choose from among the four prints. But before we do the drawing, let's go ahead and provide the details for the second contest. 
This time, we want listeners promoting the new Trekker pages that Ron Randall releases each week. While he posts those new pages on Mondays, you are welcome to share your promotions any day you want, because we know Mondays don't work for everyone. So, all you have to do is create an original post promoting those new Trekker pages. Be sure to include links to help your followers find the TrekkerComic.com website and follow Ron Randall as well. Please share, retweet, and reblog Ron Randall's post about his new pages. We want to spread the news about Trekker to as many people as possible. However, for the contest, we want to see original posts. We think it would be great to have more people sharing that news in their own voices. We don't want to miss including anyone in the drawing, so please send us a message via Facebook, Twitter, or Gmail to let us know when you've done a post, and we'll reply back when we've added you to the drawing. So now let's have that drawing for our first contest winner. Okay. And I'm going to open the paper up here. The winner is Ed Moore. Congratulations, Ed, and we sincerely thank you for always supporting the show. We know Ed from his fun podcast, Ronin Rabbit and Lords of Order, as well as the Mighty Thorcast that he does with his wife, Terry. We'll be contacting you, Ed, to see which of the four prints that you want you have first pick. Then we'll post the pictures of the three remaining prints on our Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr pages, and our winner next episode will get to choose from among those. Good luck to everyone, and we hope you all enjoy the contest. Before we wrap up, we want to mention that we learned recently that Periscope Studios has a store on Etsy. You heard earlier in the episode about the fantastic Ninth Doctor artwork given to us by our friend Brian Mulvey. Well, we've also seen Ron Randall post an impressive original black and white drawing of Mercy St. Clair. And at the time we are recording this, he appropriately has a gorgeous original Supergirl drawing on the site. So we definitely encourage fans to keep an eye on Etsy in the future. Yes, and someone needs to buy that Supergirl drawing because I'm having trouble resisting the temptation to buy it myself. And while you're on Etsy, looking at the items by Ron Randall, be sure to check out items by other members of Periscope Studios' team. We saw stunning pieces by many of his talented studio mates. Before we go, we want to provide our contact information. Please let us know your thoughts through email, Facebook, or Twitter. Also, if you like the show, please consider leaving a review on iTunes and Stitcher. Those are excellent ways to get the show noticed and hopefully attract more listeners to grow Trekker fandom. And please consider subscribing to the show so you always know when there's a new episode. We'd love to hear from you, so if you want to contact us directly, send us an email at trekkertalk at gmail.com. We're at facebook.com slash trekkertalk. On Twitter, we're at trekkertalk. And we're on Tumblr at trekkertalk.tumblr.com. Also, we have the website, trekkertalk.com, where you can find links to all the places you can follow us. Please use hashtag trekkertalk and hashtag trekkercomic in your messages to help other fans find and follow the conversation. For those of you interested in the music that Ron Randall listens to while working on Trekker, he uses the hashtag Trekker soundtrack. If you have ideas for other hashtags for Trekker or Mercy St. Clair, let us know and we'll share them. Remember, at trekkercomic.com, you'll find a new page every Monday, as well as links to all the ways you can find Ron Randall, from Facebook to Twitter to Tumblr, and he often responds to posts on his Facebook page and on his Patreon site. So post to his pages and let him and other fans know what you think about the new Trekker pages. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll come back next month for another new episode of Trekker Talk.
Trigger Talk is not affiliated with DC Comics, Dark Horse Comics, or Ron Randall. The views expressed on the show are solely ours. Music is taken from the album Royalty Free Music Movies and Videos from the Royalty Free Music Club. Sound effects are taken from the album Number One Sound Effects for Movies, TV, and Websites. We make no money from this podcast, and no copyright infringement is intended. Thank you.